And this is Harjot. <laughs> and this is our podcast. Have you been crying? <laughs> the Halloween special. Harjot, have you ever mashed to the Monster Mash? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I put that tongue on whenever I mash potatoes. It just gets me in the mood. He <laughs> did the mash. I enjoy a little monster masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> monster masturbating? Yeah, there's actually a continuation to that song. It's actually a soundtrack on a really sexy movie. I think you would really oh. like it. All the, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> there's, okay, so I'll give you the plot. Um, there's a monster. He's there yeah. to deliver mashed potatoes, but you oh, don't God. have any money. <laughs> I'm so scared of what you're going to say next. So you have to pay somehow. Oh my god. Cue the song. He he did the mash. He did the monster masturbate. Wait, but you masturbate yourself. He he he, he likes he to watch. Like, oh, okay. Oh, this is so weird. Enjoy this episode. It's Halloween. Oh God! You're late. I know, I know. I just feel like I'm juggling many plates, um, mm. and just trying not to let them all fall and mm. uh, break into pieces, and then. Um, yeah, like you just know, like stab me and... and everybody in the restaurant yells, Opa, I hate that. I hate <laughs> yeah, when you're at I'm a in bar. A restaurant. I hate when you're at a bar and somebody like would drop a bottle or like a glass and then everyone yells, Opa. I hated that. I hated that so much. Are those specifically Greek restaurants or just it would never be a oh yeah, okay. Like a a bar in like a you know those bars <laughs> that are like an animal and a thing? So it's like the anchor and bull. And like somebody would drop a bottle of, I don't know, Bud Light at the pub. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 people are going to yell Opa in Mississauga or (laughs) Scarborough or Brampton. Okay, y'all, if you ever see Maxine out to dinner... If find a reason to just uh, break something made of glass and then yell Opa right into her ear. But you don't. That has never happened to you. Uh, I think it has actually. I think okay. I, I think it, it was just cheesy things that people try to. You know what? Greek people should be angry. That is cultural appropriation yeah. because of sloppy drunks in a bar. <laughs> We've taken their yogurt. We've taken their approach to handling uh, <laughs> mishaps in restaurants. Yeah, turning something. You know, it's like they're. They're lemons into lemonade. Like, they're like, yeah. it's a party. Smash some stuff. Great. <laughs> All right, well, Maxine, <laughs> this is our Halloween episode. It's our Halloween Ooh. special. Or, I mean... You you Ooh. fully know at the start of this, at the start of this episode, I'm going to do the... Da-na-na. <laughs> like, okay. the, 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 the organ playing in a cathedral. Yes. It's a very spooky episode of Have You Been Crying? Oh, I can't wait. I'm already scared. Yeah. Shaken. Shaken. Yeah. I, I, for all the listeners, I told Maxine, I was like, make sure all of your topics have a spooky tilt to them, okay? Okay. I, I tried. Let's see, how, let's, let's see what happens. All right. Okay. Let's get into the show. Let's go. Ooh. <laughs> 
God. Throw. I know I'm hard to please. I'm never happy, it seems. But you put my heart at ease when it's crashing like the seas. I know I'm hard to please. All right. Okay, surprise. <laughs> Jurga has officially entered the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. This is crazy. I'm so excited. It's like I walked into a surprise party and I don't know what we're <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> okay, so let me just let me just uh, introduce this for our listeners who might be a little bit confused right now. So Durga, who is my therapist, who is also mm. a a medium and intuitive coach, is joining us for a very special for a very special Halloween episode, um, and we're gonna do some really interesting, cool stuff that I will let Durga announce. Um, but Maxine had no idea okay. that this was gonna happen, so this is my little surprise. <laughs> And now she's like, <laughs> I, can, I can feel the uppity energy. So Okay. Okay. So I'm Durga Magneta. I have a company called Free to Be Authentic, where I do help people overcome their obstacles and understand their lives in, in a different way. And I help people to heal mm-hmm. trauma. But a little known fact about the work I do, and this is the work I, I've done more previously in my career, is that I read animals <gasps> also. <laughs> And, and Maxine has the most adorable um, French bulldog. So that's what we're doing. I'm like, I, I, my body, like my body is like the weirdest, the weirdest like hunched over. I'm so excited. Like my hands are like, like I'm clasping my hands together. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're going to love this. So Jerga, are you saying that you're going to read Maxine's dog? That's the deal for today. And I'm actually really excited because people don't realize how much information can come from mm. an animal and how intelligent they are and what they can pick up on and what they know it's just it's almost spooky how does it work and what do people want to know from their pets or is it just like I'll tell you what they want to tell you like how does it work (laughs) so some people have health concerns for their pets Ah. and some people want to know why they're going to the bathroom on you know on the furniture (laughs) and I mean literally I've had I I help people successfully (laughs) overcome that at, at one point and you know, there was a bird plucking out its feathers and it had that disease where it wouldn't stop plucking out its feathers and it had trauma that it had, it had absorbed from just being in a toxic household. And I, um, I healed yeah. it. I healed the trauma in the bird and it grew back its feathers. His name was Oscar. Aww. I mean, there's all kinds of... I love that story. Oscar, I love that <laughs> Yeah, story. he could speak in everything and he would speak profanities because that's all he heard in the house. Right. <laughs> oh, this was oh a parrot. Oh my God. I'm getting a picture of this poor <laughs> yeah. bird's life. This poor bird's life. <laughs> in wow. retrospect, yeah, it's, it's really cute and funny. So, so <laughs> it would be like, do you ever wonder where your dog's head is at or how they feel about you exactly always like even even like last week I I think I was saying to my partner I'm like do you think he's happy or like if he could say like if he could say one thing to us like what do you think it would be like if we were like what would be that one thing he would tell us you know like are we doing a good job (laughs) is he happy like I wonder yes well well that's exactly and every pet owner kind of has that going on in one way or the other Mm. and so we can cover all of that stuff because they have they have souls, they have higher consciousness. Mm. 
they have uh, emotions and feelings and desires and they're, you know, they have their little issues and believe it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They're like people too. I always say they're people too, because they, they are in a lot of ways. They're very similar. And that's how I can read them because I can reflect them. Like I reflect a person. Right. Right. So that's how it makes sense. <laughs> All right. So like, I guess as we sort of get into um, the actual reading activity that you're going to do for Maxine's dog, if you could also like, I guess, talk aloud through your process so that I guess people on the listening end are like, they understand how you sort of work in your process. I think that would be super cool. All right. Well, though, I don't need a picture. I've seen a million pictures of him and I just love French. I know I keep saying that, but I just have such a thing for French bulldogs. So the only thing I need is a name. And I use that name because it carries the frequency of everything about him. His birth name is Jean-Claude, but we his nickname is John-John. So either name is fine. I'm just going to go with John-John because I think you probably use yeah. that a little more and it lights up mm-hmm. a little bit. So so I'm going to walk you through my process mm-hmm. and not assume that you that you know it. So what I do is I find my centered space and I my mind and my spirit knows that I'm going into reading mode because I'm I just mm-hmm. put my focus into the center of my chest and I shift my my eyes down just a little bit but my eyes are closed. And so I set an intention in my mind and I say what does Maxine need to know about John John and what can I reveal about him that she may not know or what can I validate so that you know he's good and you're good with him and so the first thing after that I can see a little picture of him in my mind's eye because I am clairvoyant and then I'm going to relax into reflecting him and just do a little scan of his body and his emotions it usually starts with just a sense of his personality I feel like he's got a really kind of cute little seriousness, stubborn thing about him too. But I do think, oh, and that is where he might be a little bit hard to read for you because he's actually very content, but he kind of feels like he's Mm. the man of the house. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So he sits in that, I'm the man of the house. And if you know a little bit about dog psychology, dogs who are leaders stay very calm. So he's taken on the, right. he's taken on the leader role, which a lot of times when we have small little dogs, we coddle them and they think that they're the pack leader. You know, if you've watched enough of that yeah. kind of TV. Yeah. <laughs> so Love yes, it. yes, you have you have a little a little dog. He um he is very happy, and I feel like he uh, the belly rubbing or whatever you do mm-hmm. with because I'm seeing him on his back, and I just it's. <laughs> This is kind of weird, but it's almost like I'm him and I'm getting my belly rubbed and it's like really satisfying. Good. <laughs> and and as a person, that's not something I would probably enjoy. But no. I'm him right now. Yeah. And so I'm going to get back into him. So it's a little bit tough for me to do to do the narrative on it. And so I'm kind of going back and forth. It's okay. So let me just yeah, dive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're translating while you're doing, yeah. He's, um, I feel he's very, I feel he's very smart because when I look at his thought process, I feel like he really gets what's going on. He has a very good sense of timing and his little schedule and he knows what to expect in his schedule. He likes things. Yeah. He likes things just so. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like changes. Like he needs his little schedule. That's right. And he notices when things are different, he'll get a little weirded out. Mm -hmm. And then, um. The random, there's some random noises that 
not everything spooks him, but when I'm reflecting him, I hear something and I get startled and then he can, it's, but it's not all noises. So I'm not, I'm trying to decipher what kind of noises is this particular sound that really kind of just, you know, kind of sends shivers through him. Hmm. And he's got um, aversions. So the next thing I'm coming up is there's just certain things that he he really doesn't like and he needs things a certain way. I feel like if he was a person, he'd be OCD. Mm, Yeah, like my friend watched him. uh, He doesn't really like many people. And my friend watched him once and he's like, I feel like he's on the spectrum. (laughs) No, he is. He needs things to be, he needs things to be a certain way. And then he doesn't like certain, like to a point where it's like, awkward like he's very awkward as a dog <laughs> with other dogs and people he's just like leave me over yeah there. well I was reflecting him and you know he's so cute and so everybody wants to and I would do the same thing where I'd be like oh hi yeah. look at you you want a snack and he's just kind of looking mm-hmm. at them like well I want the snack but you don't need to act ridiculous <laughs> you know he's just kind of yeah, like he has um, like a note on his uh, file at all the vets he's ever been to, like not to talk to him because he doesn't no, like he it. Did. He, Is he, he me? He, I get that <laughs> he has a dog. Yeah, I mean, you know, we you know it's weird. It crossed my mind that there were some similarities there, but um, okay. I didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it out loud, but you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know what's funny about that is he finds it condescending when people do baby yeah. talk to him he's like what do you think I am who do you think I am just give me the snack <laughs> literally literally it says no baby talk on like his <laughs> he kennel he stays at other and that's why he doesn't prefer women either because they like to talk down to him and I think because he has this like image of himself he's like, yeah he is he, I think he's yeah. like don't talk to me that way ma'am yes well that that's exactly right. he finds it condescending and a little disrespectful and mm. he feels closest to you he feels that you have a telepathic or some sort of a psychic connection to him where it's mm. where when I'm reflecting him and I look at you it's like she gets me she knows my schedule mm. she knows what I want I don't want to deal with people who don't have this down he's like king of the roost you know he's just it's true that's so adorable so he, <laughs> i love this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i told you get a dog hard dog oh, I will. <laughs> super cute yeah the whole thing and they're all so cute in their own ways there's just so much depth Aww. to them i think you're as owners we understand that there is but i actually think it goes even deeper than that so I think you were about to ask this, but like Maxine, what are some things that you, you're curious about? I think for me, like you're validating a lot of obviously the the things I know or hope that I know about him. Like, you know, in any relationship, you hope you see them. And because obviously we can't communicate in the regular way that humans communicate, mm-hmm. I feel like he's been um, put in situations that, you know, as pets, you don't get to ask their consent or ask them if they like things. And I just like hope that everything so far is like, comfortable or he he's happy with because like change to him is really traumatic I would think so like even just the smallest things where you know he has a schedule like you said and certain things I'm like well he doesn't like that like I'll say to my partner I'm like he doesn't like that he doesn't want to make friends like (laughs) if he wants to invite like his friend Ken will want to invite one of his friends over I'm like the dog's not 
gonna doesn't want to meet them just leave him alone he doesn't feel like it he's gonna be in the bedroom no bring him out bring him out like he's gonna be so angry why are we doing this so like I feel like I'm I I just want to know that I actually do understand what he likes and he doesn't like and so far I don't know I feel validated that you're saying that I do kind of get him because it's funny like when you're looking at your dog and I'm like what's the matter what's going on and then I just hope that I am giving him what he is asking for so I like that you said that it, I don't know I don't have anything specific because I think it's kind of scary to to um hear maybe something I wouldn't like no he's completely unhappy and wishes he could run away from home every day that's my fear so there's two things two things is that yeah. he feels entitled to what you're eating are you feeding him your not me. I never do. My my partner does, and there is very much a um like there's that switch in our lot in our lives where he doesn't beg or anything from me, but he thinks like I think he thinks my partner is like his his like litter mate or something. <laughs> so everything that my everything that my partner eats or when he's cooking or making, he knows he gets some of it. And I even say to my partner, I'm like, well, you made this monster. You. <laughs> He's now expecting it, so you can't change yeah, that. Yeah, he's getting a taste point. for the table food, and he smells it, and he's like, "Well, that's partly mine." Like he feels, yeah, he, he feels entitled for dinner yesterday. I think, yeah, yeah, no, he absolutely does. That's very true. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it, but um, I think because he's like 11 now, I'm just like, whatevs, man. You, you, it makes you well, happy, but it's not for me. Yeah, you know the onion and the garlic aren't good for them, and just too much salt. No, and I know stuff like that. But you know, that's that's your discretion. I just uh, that's your. Mm-hmm. So, and the other two cents I would give you is you don't want to just make sure your dog likes everything because then given them the the impression that they're ahead of you and then that you know he's 11 I'm not worried about it but yeah so I wouldn't be too concerned about making sure he's happy all the time because you take you take such good care of him there's just no way anything like that's a problem an actual problem yeah no like literally my partner makes like a separate side something without season like he has a piece of salmon that's just plain steamed because he knew the intention if he was making salmon for us that the dog would want it so I was like I always say like he can't have anything with seasoning so it's always like our veggies like on the side and stuff and I'm like this is madness so I told him with like our next dog like my partner you you just have to make the dog food and just make sure it's nutritionally you know like whole and I'm like that would satisfy like my partner's need to feed the dog because that's his like love language is to cook and because he loves the dog so much he wants to cook for the dog so that's where the dog expects the the food to come from it doesn't come from me I like am very much no this is my food so even when I'm cooking or eating he won't come anywhere near me he'll go to like where mm. my partner is <laughs> yeah like, I have a better <laughs> I have a better in with this guy um when I look at your partner through the dog's eyes he, he does feel like you know that's that's kind of my bitch right there like that's <laughs> yeah we oh laugh about okay. it like my partner <laughs> We laugh about it, like, because they're very close, though. So he does go almost to him more for comfort. Um, I, I feel like more like physical or like treats and like, and, and he goes to him for more comfort. But when things are like confusing or startling, he'll come to me. And so like, I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that dynamic, because I'm more comfortable giving him like, okay, you're scared, just go sit over here. Like, <laughs> sit down we're cool over here yeah so in sort of um in in closing this out a little bit does john john (laughs) is he able to sense when maxine (laughs) is going through her emotional ups and downs 
Yes, that's a really good question. He definitely feels it, but it does. He doesn't let it rock him to the core. He's just like, oh, there's that that heavy energy again today, and he mm-hmm. he really feels it. So he might avoid you a little bit, or look at you funny, or just yeah. He no, it's true yeah. because I've had other dogs where they're like, you know, the type that come to you and like lick your face. Him, he's just kind of like. Mm, I need to give her some space or something. Yeah, and my partner is always like, when he when my partner sees me up, he's like, oh, go to go to mama, go to. Mama. I'm like, no, we're not like that. I need my space. Yeah. So it just to let you know, when I look at when I feel what he feels, your energy gets super intense when you're not in a good place. Like like yeah, like, uh, it, it's going to be tough for empathic people too. It's very strong. Yeah, um, and he just fair. says, you know what? His thing is like, oh, it'll pass. You know, mm. he knows it'll pass. So just so you know, he's like, he picks up on it. He knows to avoid you and he'll come back because he knows it'll pass. <laughs> I love that. That That's awesome. Like, that's exactly what I need from him. <laughs> All right. Well, I hate to be the timekeeper. No, I don't. I love to be the timekeeper. Um, <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, we're at time. But thank you so much, Durga, for joining I us. I loved it. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Very special Halloween spooky episode for you read... <laughs> You read Maxine's dog and their relationship. So cute. Yeah. So um, Maxine, you're clearly excited. I'm so excited. How can our listeners um, get in touch with you, Durga, to maybe get their pets read? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So my website is um, freetobeauthentic.com. Mm-hmm. And I have it set up beautifully so that you can just book your appointment. And if you want a pet reading, what you would do is you would book a 30-minute intuitive session and just put in the notes that it's a pet reading. And I'd be happy to read your pets also. Cool. I love it. I would love that as a gift. Uh, Maxine, any final thoughts? <laughs> I am. I feel so validated and seen and by my dog. And that I'll also uh, that he is happy. Like I, I have felt that as he's gotten older, he's just like chilled out and, and calm. And I don't feel as much of this anxiety of like, is he happy? But it's really nice hearing that, you know, as he's he's in his senior years that he is. And it makes me feel so good. So I'm so I'm so appreciative that you did this today, Durga. And thanks, Hard Dog, yeah. for surprising me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on again. I'll no talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye. Okay, Harjot. Do you remember okay. the movie Ghost? Uh, movie I think Ghost. so. Demi Mo- Demi Moore, Patrick. Oh Swayze? yes, yes. Was it Patrick Swayze? Yes. I, I don't um, know. I lied. I remember Poltergeist. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay, so this is a terrible uh, way for me to introduce this. Okay, do you know the movie Casper? Story with Devin yes, Sawa, the friendly ghost. Yes. With yes. Dev- no Devin Sawa and Christina Ricci. <laughs> Yes, 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 I do. Okay, have you ever thought of dating a ghost? Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. It, to me, it's like this, it's similar to dating an inanimate, in, and I don't even know. Inanimate you get it. object. Yeah, yes. Okay. that thing, yeah. Okay, so I believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits. Or I know ghosts is like kind of a derogatory term. I feel like, I don't know, I'm Ooh, probably being really yes. insensitive. I believe in spirits. Inclusive terms for <laughs> the deceased. Yeah. Um, so I believe in spirits and I'm like, okay, 
open, I'm open to this, this thought that you can have a relationship with spirits, right? You and I are both, uh, we can both agree to that, right? Spirits, relationships, but I've never thought of a romantic relationship with spirits. Because I always think, you know, you, people have relationships with spirits because you've probably known them in, in real life. Right. And Uh then you're like, okay, so once they're in the spirit realm, you kind of contain, you kind of hold on to, you know, a relationship that, you know, realm of your life. Okay. This is, so this is the Titanic and Jack is dead in the water and Rose is now dry humping him in midair. Many years later. I think that's Titanic too. I haven't seen that yet. So spoiler (laughs) alert, if if no one has seen it yet. Or Titan Dick. (laughs) That's another movie. (laughs) The porn adaptation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I want to tell you about a story for those who are considering having a romantic relationship with a, and I'll call it a ghost. Because that's how she refers to her man. Okay, so I'm using the terms that she <laughs> refers to. For um, specifically heterosexual women, it is mm-hmm. a warning to not just romanticize the idea of it's not Devin Sawa Casper you you gotta have your eyes open when you're dating these these ghost men okay okay so there's a woman her name is Amethyst Realm she's in her 30s and she's that's, that's her Bristol. full name Amethyst is, Realm yep first and okay then so last. she had a name change all right okay I don't know. I don't know where, what her family, where her family's from, and what their oh, <laughs> what their vibe is, yeah. right? Okay, they could have been hippies, yeah. Potentially. So she's from Bristol, and she went on vacation to Australia. Okay, single lady going on vacation, flirting, flirting, <laughs> and she has when she's on vacation in Australia. Like, have you ever been there before? Have you ever desired to go there? No, no. Okay, but you can see how it can be interesting. I, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested oh, in the outback. Flirty, I right? wanna, you, could, you could, yeah, you, oh, yeah, you're interested in the outback. It is the it. land of, hello, it is the land of promiscuity with those mm. koalas, with those fucking STDs. <laughs> yeah, they're spreading it. <laughs> so, she's not a stranger to having the SEX with the ghosts, but she meets him in Australia Hit it off. He comes back home with her. <laughs> he comes back home with her, right? And they get engaged. They get engaged. This is a ghost. We, we, you. I feel like you left out so many steps. Like, was she at, at a bar in Australia where she like they don't, met okay, him? The story doesn't go into that detail because there's there's more. I, th- oh. The story comes in the warning to other women. So I'm gonna tell you what happened. So I'm gonna assume okay. you know this is part of the movie which. Uh, I'm going to write this movie. I think you and I would need to work on this screenplay. <laughs> okay. This is the part of the movie where they have like, you know, the lovey-dovey, um, uh, what do you call it, montage? Where they're like cooking breakfast for each other, giggling, you know, sure. like taking a shower together. Like there's like the fun part. And then you're like, okay, shit. She sees him down. through the steam. Yes. Yes. Right. He makes a heart in the glass, like leaves like little <laughs> things for and they're like grocery shopping, like all that shit. Right. So that's the montage happens. <laughs> They've left that out of the story. But we assume they were happily ever after because they got engaged. So now we're seeing that scene. They didn't even tell me how they got engaged, but it did happen. Okay, so they got engaged. And so they're happy, whatever. And what do you do with your boo that you live with, you're engaged with? You go on vacation. So they decide to go because they're like a fun, sassy couple. They go to Thailand. Wait, did she buy two tickets? Who knows? 
Who knows? That those details again. Damn it! There's so many plot holes. Okay, so, but okay, so they're going to um, Thailand, right? Oh my god, that <laughs> sounds like a trip that me and my boo would go on, right? Southeast Asia. Uh-huh. They're kind of free with it. If they want to have like a third or a fourth or a fifth like ghost, Thai ghost in their in their bed, this is the place to go. <laughs> so totally for them. But what happens instead? I guess they get into fights. He starts partying. He brings back strange <laughs> ghosts to their room who will not leave. They're making noise in the middle of the night. He has fallen into a, a bad crowd with these ghosts. <laughs> she eventually. So this is information that has that is being publicized by his his wife, the human married to the ghost. Okay, let me tell you something. She calls off the wedding. You have jumped. You have jumped the shark. She had to call off the wedding. They go back home. They like things have not gone well because she thinks he started to do drugs. So she calls off the wedding. But you know, because you're like, if you get engaged to somebody, you don't just throw everything away. You don't just throw any everything away because he fucked a bunch of like Thai ghosts and he was partying too much and he got he went on to the, the drugs. Parlor. He got on the drugs. She she says that she tried. She tried to talk to him. It never went anywhere. Eventually, she had to cleanse her house with sage. She kicked him out. Okay. The wedding is off. Their families <laughs> devastated. Devastated. She like, said, wait, was this- Wait, okay, so was his family like the people that were uh, that may still be alive, or were they all deceased? Those details again have not <laughs> been. So I can't but I will write them in my screenplay. I will add them in the screenplay. But what she says Please. is, her sister, her sister <laughs> is sad, and Ray's family. Of course, okay. When you think of a ghost that you fall in love with, a fuckboy <laughs> ghost. His name is of course Ray, an Australian fuckboy ghost. <laughs> He's all surfer. He looks like one of the, what are the brothers <laughs> that all look the same that are hot? The, the um, Jonas Brothers? No, from Australia. They're in all the Marvel movies. Oh, the Hemsworths. Is, is, is. Looks like a Hemsworth. His name is Ray. So Ray's family, she has a little bit of contact with. So I don't know if it's in like our realm or in the spirit realm. And they're also sad and they disapprove of how he's behaving because he's on the drugs. He's fucking all these like strange spirits, partying. So (laughs) that story is to warn women. What are you warning them about? Of if you want to get into a relationship with a spirit, don't assume it's Devin Sawa. Don't assume it's like what are other what are the other ghosts that we've we've seen in our uh, the ghost from Ghost, which is Patrick Swayze who tries. If you haven't seen Ghost, I'm not spoiler. Come on, where he yeah, like yeah. fights to 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 keep his Demi Moore like safe. Like he he's like trying to the ends of the earth to to save her and and keep her safe. Yeah, this isn't no sixth sense um, therapist, okay? Exactly. Who's trying to? He's not trying to help you. No, he's trying to fuck you. Get free vacations to Bristol, to Thailand. Get some spirit drug money. Why would she pay for it? Just don't (laughs) understand. So, all of that to say, be safe out there, girls. (laughs) 
These men, even these ghost men, are trash. <laughs> Fuck boys be everywhere. I think. Everywhere. Listen, Where's I, sage? I think that like Bring that sage in your purse. Carry sage in your purse. <laughs> I hope we haven't offended somebody who might be like mentally um, not well, and and you know who has a a. a a partner who or maybe this is a person who is very spiritually connected with somebody on the other side so i didn't get uh, into that part we can do a two-parter if we want to because there is a there is an analysis a mental like analysis of her which is like she we don't want to say oh she's suffering from mental illness i wonder i wonder what warranted that mental analysis it's uh there's like you know some some real some and i don't like saying the word real because that's like you know saying she's not experiencing real things but her experience um could be a combination of like hallucination some you know um what do you call it like her just uh building a story out of a need you know like when Uh you try to keep yourself safe um you you build these stories and stuff so there there is a little bit of like um when you have a lot of stress and maybe you're sleep deprived and maybe But you know you know what gets to me it's not it's not so much of like the mental side of things or even her like potential spiritual connection with the side of things it's the impracticalities 100% and you know I didn't even tell I oh yeah and I mean we don't have time now but I feel like this is a really fun topic I have another woman who actually did get married to somebody um and he's a pirate so okay. well we will discuss but ladies be safe let's put this topic in the grave when you go to your halloween parties or you're all alone at home and you're just like man you know i need a man any kind of man <laughs> don't do it don't do it okay. no take it <laughs> baby if it were easy you know that we would be All right, Maxine. Yo. It is Halloween season. And by it season, is. I mean that one day that's going to happen on the weekend. <laughs> and I love horror movies, okay? I love anything that is like a yeah. thriller, suspense, sci-fi even, but has an element of horror woven throughout it. I love that shit. But as of late, as okay. of my recent years, I have started to find that kind of content very taxing. So... I always would say to people that, you know, like, because I have been through some adverse situations, which have taken from me emotionally a lot, which is why I'm doing this podcast and which is why I have my therapy. Um, And so, like, as a result of that, I find that, like, my, like, threshold for adrenaline needs to be higher. So it's like a reverse coping mechanism where I would okay. love to watch horror and anything really dramatic and serious. Like some of the lighter comedic stuff is not really for me. Rom-coms are not really for me. I like yeah. dark shit, right? But also because my mind is kind of like that. Okay, so now you're into <laughs> SNF. Got it. That's what you're so saying. I, but I found, I found over the last year or two watching stuff with like a lot of like horror in it, which I normally would have been all over, um, you know, more than a few years ago. Okay. I find it really taxing and draining. And I feel like this is like a part of maybe like getting older or growing up, but like I just don't have the the faculties yeah. and the capacities to sort of like deal with such heavy stuff, whether it's emotional and dramatic or whether it, it's it's horror and adrenaline pumping. Is it both the is it the kind that's more like 
what do you call it? Like, there's the gore mm. one where it's like all slash and bloody, and then there's the one where it's. Like, I like disturbing. It doesn't um, necessarily. Like I'm not a huge gore fan. I I do like a little bit of gore. I can handle. I can handle yeah. gore for sure. But I like stuff that fucks with your head, not so yeah. much like fucks with your body. Like an Aronofsky. Yes. Yes. Kind of the vibe. Yeah. Like the witch was like one of my those. favorite scary movies. Because I don't understand why I'm so upset. I don't understand why I'm so. Ups- I'm like yeah. I'm very upset. And there's layers to this. I, I find that when I'm trying it. to, like, I'll, so I'll be sitting on, like, Netflix or Amazon Prime trying to make a decision as to what to watch. And I know what my favorite genres are and have been. And then I'm like, do I have the capacity for this tonight? Do I have, like, because there, there's, like, the, yeah. the the anxiety around, like, okay, when's the when's the big scare or when's the big, like, dramatic reveal? And then you have, there's the post, yeah. post-processing. Yeah. My answer is no. Yes. Got it. To sit in it and just to be like, what did I just? <laughs> and then to sit, and then to lay in your bed at night and just like try not to see and dark figures in every it. corner of your room. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, like a man who's gently like whispering nice things in your ear, telling you let's get into a relationship. <laughs> okay, yeah. That that's how it started for that one woman who who dated a ghost. <laughs> yeah, Ms. Realm. So. So what are you going to do with this? I want to draw the line between like getting older and like just not having the okay. emotional capacity and the battery to deal with that kind of content, at least not in not oh. as much um, volume as I used to. How about you? Two thoughts. But the first I'll say it's not a thought. It's just a statement. I don't like I, I am. I don't like that. You've never I don't like horror? that. I don't like the. Scary movies, I don't like them. No, never, never. My mom used to like it, and so I, I feel like I was exposed to it way too young. Like, you know, you're like five. <laughs> like, I, I had no business watching, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I, I still have vivid memories of, like, watching Jaws as, like, a toddler. Um, so I don't like it. And um, so my first thought is I get that. I think especially during the, the pandemic, we don't have a lot yeah. of energy for a lot. So I think for things where maybe we had like a lot of pent up energy, maybe you were just trying to like, ooh, this is a fun, exciting outlet to to have adrenaline and all that. Stuff. Like it was like a nice way to e- express maybe internal energy and cool. So I, I get mm-hmm. the desire, um, but I think we just don't have that energy anymore. And then I'll say the second one is, yeah, maybe as we do get older, like our tastes change. Like maybe things that were like, funny or um, interesting or whatever in your 20s and early 30s or whatever now they're not you know so maybe there's there's also yeah but every every now and then I will need I actually have said this before I'm like I need a little bit of a hit I need to experience something heavy again I just like you know I, I need it I need it to survive and so like I'll put on a scary movie and just like torment myself just because I need that like even those moments during those frightening movies where I'm like I'm kind of half covering the screen like yeah. looking at it I yeah. like I, I I love hate that experience like I need it that makes sense that makes sense uh I don't love it I just hate it but I can see like when I have been kind of almost forced to watch these kinds of films yeah mostly they're done very like when is it over when is it over but I do recall feeling that like adrenaline and fear and then yeah. the rush of like the the good hormone what is it again serotonin dopamine dopamine or it, dopamine it rushes floods, to reco- help yeah, you recover <laughs> that floods your system afterwards uh that's just natural so it's in a way it's almost addictive to you know to feel yeah, scared, yeah okay so to scare yourself 
So I kind of compare it to, you know, those like machines that you get on top of like those boards that like, like they jiggle you and you don't yeah. really have to, like, you, you don't have, you're not running. The you're not, the yeah, you're not exercising, but it's like exercising for you. I find like a oh, horror okay. movie does that for me, like on my emotional level where it just like gets my heart right going. And I feel like I've had an entire experience. Yeah. I'm very like connected and I feel like, whoo, I just like, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I finished that it. entire experience. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. Just- Wow, I want. There is probably some Mark Zuckerberg um, think tank that's happening right now that is gonna take (laughs) all of that and just be like, "Here, just plug this into your brain. We've learned all these things that make you make you super scared, excited, and you like it. So (laughs) here, just give us more of that information. I think that's kind of cool, though. Like that you um, you're aware that you would like it because yeah. it makes you feel good <laughs> you yeah. after you nerve it so the t- the takeaway from this is maxine um go watch the witch i okay there's um there's a phenomenon i feel like i've spoken to like um two people about this um uh, people who can't watch scary movies look up the plot on wikipedia and i've done that oh yeah so i've looked up the entire it's because really you just need to know what the yeah, big disturbing because, thing is that like, yeah because are... i saw because i saw the trailer and i'm like this bothers me i need to know what happens <laughs> your oh your mind needs to get a full sense of like yeah. what's going on so you've read the plot for it yeah the whole thing oh okay yeah okay yeah uh, like it all was, the Aronofsky yeah i loved it because ones. it was i looked it up yeah too. yep it is so visually disturbing that I loved it. Alright, I'm gonna go read some plots, okay? Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Maxine, we're finally through the Halloween episode. Are you scared yet? Lightning strike. Oh, thunder. I am so excited. I'm scared and I'm hiding under my covers, um, but really enjoying the the adrenaline that's coursing through my body. Ooh. Maxine, is that a is that is that a boner? <laughs> Why yeah. is the blanket moving? Ooh, it's a ghost. <laughs> oh no, it's John John. Yeah, I loved that. That it was that was such a nice surprise. I that's a once in a lifetime. I don't think I ever would have done something like that before so super appreciate oh the reading of durga yeah yeah so cute i'm gonna go like hug my dog after this that he does not want (laughs) go look him in the eye and give him knowing glances based Ah! on what you learned from durga's reading absolutely i will (laughs) but today was a fun uh a fun little episode i like that we did kind of a a spooky i think we should do more themes like really Mm -hmm. really more strict themes i think it could do some it could really inspire some really fun episodes. So I don't know. What's our next one about pirates? Next week is all about Juvederm. <laughs> why you should be injecting it into your face. <laughs> awesome. Okay. If you guys want to follow us, uh, you'll find out what our next theme is going to be for the next episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, rate and subscribe. Um, we haven't seen a lot of reviews, but give us a review. And that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and if you want a reading from Durga, you can contact her at freetobeauthentic.com. And you can also listen to her podcast. It's called Free to Be Authentic. It's on all the podcasting platforms. Yay, Durga! <laughs> all right. Um, how do we do a spooky goodbye? Uh, how do you, oh, what's like a scary crying? Okay. 
Terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a smoke. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I know I'm hard to love. I can never get enough. But then sometimes you're too much. I'm down and I'm up. I know I'm hard to love. I know I'm hard to please I'm never happy it seems But you put my heart at ease When it's crashing like the seas I know I'm hard to please But baby if it were Baby, if it were easy